for Tuesday, June 30th, 2020. This is Did You Wash Your Hands? We're a podcast from WABE, answering the questions everyone's asking during the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm health reporter Sam Whitehead. Today, Fulton County's top health official says it's time to consider pressing pause on the state's continued reopening as COVID-19 cases continue to rise. So I personally think that we should be strongly looking at um, changing or at least dialing back on some of the um, loosening that has been happening. Dr. Lynn Paxton, who leads the Fulton County Board of Health, joins me for a conversation about the rise of cases in her county and why it's become so hard to get people to follow public health advice. That's next. You love free, and at Ameris Bank, so do we. That's why we're proud to offer worry-free, hassle-free Ameris Bank free checking. Manage your money your way with convenient access to digital, mobile, and telephone banking, all with no monthly service fee or minimum balance requirements. At Ameris Bank, we're with you. For more information or to open an account, visit our local bankers in person or online at amerisbank.com slash free checking. Other fees such as overdraft fees may apply. Ameris Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Support for WABE's local coverage on maternal health and mortality comes from Georgia Health Initiative, whose mission is to inspire and promote collective action that advances health equity for all Georgians. Learn more at georgiahealthinitiative.org. Like many counties around the state, Fulton County has seen a steady rise in new COVID-19 cases in recent weeks as the state continues to open back up. But local officials in places where cases are rising can't put their own measures in place to try to slow the spread. Governor Brian Kemp has prevented local governments from creating their own public health guidance during the pandemic. And that leaves people like Dr. Lynn Paxton in a bit of a tough spot. She's the health director for Fulton County and joins me now for more. Dr. Paxton, thanks for talking with me. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure. Preliminary data um, from both your office and the Department of Public Health shows cases trending up in Fulton County, even though at a slightly lower rate than is happening kind of statewide. Just to start, talk with me about what you make of of the way things are moving in Fulton County when it comes to COVID-19. Obviously, I find it quite concerning. You accurately stated that we are seeing increasing cases in Fulton County and, of course, through the entire state of Georgia. We find that we're all immensely concerned about that. At the moment, um, we're seeing, um, you know, cases in the age groups that we expected, but also in we're seeing more cases in um, the age group that we had seen fewer cases before. I, I'm being a little confusing there, but what I meant to say is the expected age group is, as, as is well known, um, this disease disproportionately affects people who are older and people who are African-American. And uh, we're still seeing many cases in that age group, but we're also seeing cases in the uh, younger age groups. And many of these cases, by indications, are very mild or even asymptomatic. And we're seeing many more of those than we had when we were first started uh, testing. 
What do you think the reasons are that we're seeing people in this younger age cohort getting COVID-19 more so than we were in the beginning of things? Well, in the beginning of things, we were testing based on symptoms. So if you were having symptoms, then you most people weren't getting a test. Now we've opened, we've, we've progressed to the point where essentially anyone who wants a test can get a test. So we are certain we missed many asymptomatic infections, of course, at the very beginning, because we simply weren't looking for them. But it makes absolute sense that we would be seeing more infections in younger people now because we know how COVID is transmitted. It is, um, you know, transmitted uh, primarily through respiratory uh, droplets, aerosol inhalation, close contacts. And um, now that we are no longer under a shelter in place and the economy is uh, opening up, people are getting out and about. Um, I'm looking out my window now and uh, I'm seeing people walking on the streets and I'm not no one is wearing a mask. And so, I mean, I don't want to imply that's everyone because there's still a a number of people who do do that and uh, kudos to them. But we're seeing a lot of people who somehow, I think they get the impression that somehow the pandemic is over or waning or whatever, and that it's not necessary to do these prevention methods. And that's very wrong. And that's being shown to us on a daily basis by the rising case counts. I'm wondering if you can give me an update on where the county is when it comes to contact tracing. What percentage of all cases in Fulton County are you able to to contact? And talk with me a little bit about maybe some of the barriers that y'all are facing to getting in touch with people or maybe having them participate in this kind of program. Uh, Sure. Well, you know, we do have a number of barriers. Um, What we have been finding the issue is, is that um, we contact people. We do our case investigations. You have to speak to the person and we call them. But the problem we have is up to even half of people don't pick up the phone. So I think that there's that very first hurdle of just getting people to pick up the phone in the first place. The second hurdle is once we we do get through to people who have already tested positive, some are just sort of generally suspicious of the government and they don't want to name their contacts. When we do get the uh, information about contacts and we contact them, it's the same thing again. Uh, We've had a couple people say, well, I'm not going to self-isolate. We've had people flat out tell us, I don't feel like I need to do that. So there's a lot of barriers. I, you know, I don't want to dwell on them, but but we are, there's there's a lot. And so we're having to be very strategic and we're working a lot with our community partners to try and figure out ways that we can overcome this. If you say potentially 50% of people aren't even picking up the phone, how many cases are you actually able to successfully contact trace if, if that's the environment that you're working in? Let me just say, we don't stop there. Um, we keep going. You know, we will keep calling. <laughs> we kind of wear people down. And in some cases, we will send letters out to people's houses. That 50% number I was you know, giving you was a sort of a ballpark for like our initial t- tries to get in contact with people, but we will go farther. This is actual legal mandate. We have to contact these people. And so if we have to send a quarantine order to someone's house, you know, via law enforcement personnel, we will do that. We try not to, uh, because it's just a big pain for everyone involved. But it is, it's a legal requirement. So we don't stop. We don't just get one, you know, refuse to pick up and then we, we stop. We just keep going until we get through. We started to touch on this earlier. People are hearing from 
officials like yourself that they should not be gathering in large groups, that it is a good idea to wear a mask. What do you make of the fact that it seems like that message isn't reaching people? Yeah, uh, well, it's of of great concern. I've I've used that word many times in the, or in the, just in the past few minutes, but it's it's true. We spend a lot of our time trying to figure out how can we combat this, how can we get the message out. Unfortunately, uh, as you're well aware, many people are aware, for some reason, the wearing of masks has become politicized in our country. And um, that for reasons that completely um, make no sense to me, for some people, they feel that wearing a mask somehow brands them as either being weak or being of a political a particular political party or or whatever. But uh, what I focus on in my job as a doctor and as a health um, you know official is to try to debunk those myths and to remind people that the virus has no political party. All it cares about is finding a willing host that it can make copies of itself, they can replicate in. And it doesn't care if you are a Democrat or a Republican or a Libertarian, the virus simply does not care. But we know exactly how to stop it. We know the things that we need to do, and nothing has changed. What has changed, though, is I think people, you know, actually following those things. Is that a sign that maybe these shouldn't be suggestions, that these should be mandates? Yeah, well, you know, that I can give you my opinion, but I, at, to be honest, that is above my pay grade here simply because that is a decision. It's a political decision that needs to be made by our political leaders. I believe that um, Governor Kemp has said that at, at least at this moment, he considers that to be a bridge too far. And he calls the shots in the state. So basically, we as public health officials have to deal with the hand we're dealt. And so we do what we can to get the message out. And the governor, even the governor, has recorded um, uh, a message to the people urging them to wear the mask and do social distancing, but has chosen that not to actually legislate that. And so we deal with what we have, and we are just getting that message out that people need to, to, to do this. But it has not been legislated in, our, in this state. Do you agree with that decision to not make it mandatory? Well, speaking strictly from the public health standpoint, everyone should be wearing a mask. And as I said, I would think that it would make absolute sense. But I'm also, as I mentioned before, I live in this community and I read the papers. And I have seen what's been going on in other states and other counties. Uh, there was an article that appeared, I think it was the Kaiser Health Foundation, that pointed out that like there's been like 20 plus, you know, health district directors who've, you know, resigned or left their posts and some because they were getting death threats from people who consider that being um, forced to wear a mask is somehow depriving them of their constitutional rights. So I recognize that in this world that there are people who are willing to take extreme measures to express their discontent with a particular uh, legislative uh, decision. From the public health standpoint, if you take the politics out of it, what everyone should be doing is wearing a mask when they're out and about. But I also recognize that in this politicized environment that we're in, it's easy to say, but in some cases, it's not easy to do. 
Have you received any kind of threats or any kind of response from the community that made, has made you uncomfortable in that kind of way? No, I have not, thank heavens. And I hope that I will not. Because I, 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 I firmly believe that most people are reasonable and they understand that we are doing this to try and save lives. I mean, it is our basic mission as public health officials. Our mission is simple. It's to save lives and stamp out disease. And that's what we're trying to do. And I think most people recognize this. But you always have, you know, fringe actors who will see things a different way and act a different way. And unfortunately, that gets attention. So I, I, I do firmly believe that these people who are pulling out their submachine guns to protest uh, wearing a mask, I believe and I know that they are a very small proportion of people out there, but they get attention. And the more attention they get, I think the um, more effect they have on other people who might not necessarily be that radicalized. We've seen states around the Southeast, as cases have have risen, press pause on their efforts to reopen things. Is that something that you think we're at a point at in in Georgia? And I know earlier we kind of touched on your ability as a local health official to make a call like that. Do you wish as a local health official you had more of an ability to make a call like that? Yes, sometimes I do. Yes, I have to. I I think I should be honest. Um, But that's just not the way that it is uh, structured here. Um, You know, with the governor's executive orders, municipalities and health departments are actually not allowed to institute measures that are uh, that are either more nor less restrictive than uh, what's what are in the executive orders. So that's just the situation that we are that we live under. Is it time for the state to consider rolling back some of its previous loosening of restrictions as we've seen cases rise? I think so. Not here in Fulton County, but certainly in other districts, we are seeing clusters of cases that are associated with close contact, like in um, churches and the like. Here in Fulton County and in others, we're seeing um, cases that are associated with bars. These are all things that are coming about because of of, uh, close close contact, people not maintaining social distancing. So I personally think that we should be strongly looking at um, changing or at least dialing back on some of the um, loosening that has been happening. Uh, but again, it's not my call. What is the biggest challenge that you foresee ahead for the county, for the state, when it comes to tackling this pandemic? The thing is, we can't, we as public health professionals can't do this alone. We need the public. And so we need the public to be taking these prevention methods seriously and actually instituting them. Because if they don't, if they don't do the prevention methods, and then if they don't cooperate with uh, contact tracing so we can contain the infections that do occur, then it's going to be a continuous uphill battle. And none of us will really be able to, to rest. I know that we're Uh, opening up the economy because we are in sort of desperate um, economic uh, straits. But I think until people feel that they're comfortable that COVID has been controlled, the economy is always going to lag. So my um, feeling is that we really need to concentrate on getting this under control. Basically, take some measures now that you might not want to do, uh, like wearing masks or cooperating with contact and uh, tracing so that we can all live freer later um, and not have to have this go on and drag on and on and on as the um, uh, epidemic kind of starts to rage out of control. 
Dr. Lynn Paxton leads the Fulton County Board of Health. Did You Wash Your Hands is a production of 90.1 WABE Atlanta, where ATL meets NPR. You can reach us at washyourhands at wabe.org. You can find all our episodes in your favorite podcast app, where you can also leave us a rating and a review. And you can find more stories on the coronavirus pandemic at wabe.org slash coronavirus. If you haven't recently, now might be a good time to go wash your hands. I'm Sam Whitehead. Thanks for listening. Have you donated to WABE yet? I know you've heard us talking about why it's important, but it doesn't have to be this big decision. You can give at whatever amount fits your budget. It can be a spur-of-the-moment thing. You already get so much out of public radio, so just go for it. Visit wabe.org donate and become a member right now. And thank you.